Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast and this week's episode. So on this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about two major inflammatory and hormonal conditions. And these are hugely debilitating um, life changing really and um, conditions that can disturb um a woman's quality of life mental health and um it can be hard to get a diagnosis so i'm talking about endenomyosis and endometriosis um so if you don't have these you're very lucky um but if you have or think you may have these hopefully this episode will be helpful for you um it is. It can be very hard to get a diagnosis for these. Um, an ultrasound alone is not um, enough for a diagnosis. Often um, you need to go laparoscopic, so surgery or to see inside uh, the womb, the uterus to see if there are endometrial lesions, etc. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk a bit about it. Um, but I often work with women who have these conditions. And um, while there is, of course, like I always would say, speak with your gynecologist, work with your gynecologist um, and, your, and your doctor. Um, there is roles for, um, you know, surgery it can be really, really helpful. Um, and um, there is roles for um, conventional treatments, which I will talk about. But there is also dietary um, changes that can really help reduce symptoms, reduce pain and prevent it as well. So um, I will go through that. So there is a big role for nutrition, lifestyle and supplements as well. And I've seen some really good results um, with women who have it. So um, yeah, I think that um, this would be really helpful for anyone who has it. And I also just want to highlight the episode I did way early on in my podcast season one actually episode 14 with Aoife McDermott and it's such an empowering episode because Aoife was diagnosed with endometriosis and basically was given very little options she was told that she would go either go into early menopause um, or remove one of her, of her ovaries and this was at age 26 so um, Aoife took her health into her own hands and has a remarkable story to tell so I'd highly encourage you to listen to that episode as well if you haven't already um but for today's episode let's begin and I'll talk about uh, endomyosis firstly um so essentially what that is if you're unsure it is abnormal growth in the uterine wall and it can be mistaken for fibroids um but it um so that's just something to be aware of um but basically what it is it's parts of the uterine lining that grow into the uterine muscle um, so your inner lining of your uterus starts breaking into the muscle of the wall of the uterus 
typical symptoms of this would include abdominal distension so you feel and look really bloated and so you're always like this it's not just after say a heavy meal no matter what you do you are feeling so so bloated you know you're it's really uncomfortable to get your jeans up and you're in pain as well though so you've got pelvic pain and heavy and painful periods so that's typical they're typically the main symptoms of that of endomyosis um, so t- treatment currently offers, a f- there's a few different options, but mainly it's around, and when I speak about treatment, I mean conventional, um, so non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, um, the pill or Marina IUD. So they can help because what essentially the pill and the Marina are going to reduce your estrogen production. Estrogen, as we will talk about, is a, it's what's called an anabolic hormone. So it's a growth hormone. And that means it it helps or contributes to the growth of these kind of you know hormonal conditions and growth of say lesions or the growth of uterine areas cavities occurring where they shouldn't so um reducing estrogen makes sense that's where the pill comes in um and so the marina is also um maybe it's progestin only as well um so that's the purpose and i guess the the thinking behind that and obviously the anti-inflammatory drugs are going to help reduce the inflammation that is occurring within the condition again it's an inflammatory condition um i'm going to go through the natural treatments along with the endometriosis at the end so um i'll I'll cover both together because they are very very similar um and then endometriosis what that is is endometrial lining grows outside the uterus and um, endometrial lesions are found on other areas um including like the ovaries fallopian tubes bowels and bladder so again often there can be gut issues because a lot of the endometrial lesions can actually sit around the gut the, the bowel and the gut uh, which of course is going to impact um gut health um and so and like so your your bloating and your discomfort uh, is also going to sit around your bladder which again can cause uh, your like bladder issues so frequency um of urination and painful urination as well but other symptoms and one of the main symptoms, of course, and unfortunately, is severe pain. So it's, it's severe, severe pain where you feel nauseous and so, so sick. Medication doesn't work um, and it occurs between periods, during your period. It's debilitating. It's like, um, yeah, where you, you just have, I can't think of the word now, but it's um like searing pain if that makes sense like nearly hot kind of pain and obviously everyone's going to be different but that's it's it's not like your normal period pain um there's also as i said bladder problems pain during sex is very common to uh vomiting and nausea uh, bleeding between your periods as i said uh, issues like constipation and diarrhea chronic fatigue and of course then there's infertility issues as well so yeah they're the typical symptoms that occur um with endometriosis and so imagine having these like of course this is going to hugely impact your mental health your quality of life how you're living day to day like just think about going to work doing exercise going out eating meals if you're suffering with any of those symptoms they're going to drastically impact your quality of life and your mental health as well because maybe you've been gassed by the medical community oh no there's nothing wrong with you it's just normal period pain that's something that's so common and so many women are told um or even your friends might be like oh just take a nerfin or take a anti-inflammatory or a pain medication you'll be fine it's normal again you know you can nearly start to think you're going a bit crazy 
and when you have these kind of conditions because everyone else is fine around you and you're like am I making this up in my head it can be so um yeah it can affect so many areas not just your physical physical health but your mental health as well so um yeah it's it's a massive life um hurdle I guess to go through and I think the first step is getting a diagnosis it can be very relieving to get that diagnosis because then you're like okay I'm not crazy. There's actually something wrong with me. And from there, you can start making proactive and informed choices. And that's where I guess someone like myself would come in um, and where the role of nutrition and lifestyle and supplementation can really benefit you, where you can take some back, some control in your life. Um, it's not curable but also it's not a lifestyle condition too. So it's not your fault. These are not lifestyle conditions. So like PCOS, there is a genetic component, but there is a lot of lifestyle factors involved in that. So you may have the gene for PCOS, but that could lie dormant for all of your life. If you have a very healthy lifestyle and you don't expose yourself to certain uh, triggers for PCOS, it's difficult enough to do in our our day-to-day world because there's triggers everywhere. So fair play to you if you can avoid all these triggers um but with endometriosis there's a genetic component and an immune component but a diet alone does not trigger that or set that off it's it's not really lifestyle compared to the other conditions that are out there um but what diet can do is reduce and uh, prevent maybe further growth and it can and can reduce the the inflammation and the pain associated with it um and stop the the um the growth basically so um yeah so like with endometriosis and endomyosis both but basically they're considered to be um a, like a genetic and autoimmune component to it where essentially your own there's immune dysfunction your immune system is where you produce inflammatory cytokines inflammatory markers basically the messengers that um cause inflammation in the body we want some of them of course but when there is too much of them they got involved in areas they shouldn't and they trigger inflammation and this then gives rise to all of the the issues say associated with endometriosis and endomyosis so what can you do um well firstly um firstly would uh, i would always look at your gut health uh, as one area okay because digestive issues kind of go alongside these conditions as well and the reason for that is most gut issues um have a link with immune system issues they're essentially the same thing your your digestion and immune system are one really and most of your immune system resides in your gut as well so if your digestion is off so is your immune system your immune system is then producing more inflammatory cytokines or inflammatory messengers and then um this is again leading to issues associated with endometriosis and endomyosis so supporting digestion is very very important and there's something called intestinal permeability as well so this is when basically your gut is more permeable and allows um toxins bacteria, proteins that shouldn't enter into the body and what they do then your immune system attacks these because they see them as invaders and attacks them and this worsens your endometriosis so again supporting your gut health to be less permeable and to have a better um gut function is really really going to help with um reducing and managing your endometriosis and so I will talk about that in a moment how you can do that another area to look at is balancing your estrogen and progesterone again I kind of spoke about it but estrogen is like your growth hormone and and progesterone is like your anti-inflammatory hormone when there's any sort of hormonal conditions whether it's endo pcos 
bad periods, PMS, there's likely to be an imbalance in your in your estrogen and progesterone. Most people are not making enough progesterone. And that's because we're in a state maybe of high estrogen or what's called estrogen excess or dominance. Um, and progesterone's robbed when we're stressed, have high cortisol or stress hormone. So we start to steal our own progesterone levels. So again, uh, estrogen increases growth. So it increases the growth of lesions in areas that you don't want, like your uterine cavities, your uterine wall, your... Um, your ovaries, your bladder, your bowels, etc. So, treatment um, again, so, um, for, uh, on in terms of uh, natural, I'll go to that in a moment. But I forgot to mention just the treatments for uh, endometriosis. It includes again the pill, progesterone, as well as given, and then um, excision surgery. So, definitely working with your your gynecolo- gyne- gynecologist, gyneco- gynecologist on this, and um, because they have a big role in this as well. So um, it's an inflammatory and hormonal condition. So a gynecologist, oh my God, um, it has a huge uh, part to play in this. Um, And again, they'll advise you on whether surgery would be recommended or beneficial for you. Excision surgery is the most beneficial and studied to be um, helpful and uh, reducing pain. Um, Okay, so right, let's get to what you can do from now. So dietary-wise, most I've worked with women who have this and from working with women in clinic and from the studies as well, the protein that is found in cow's milk or cow's dairy in general um, can exasperate, worsen and increase inflammation in the body. So again, if you're someone who's got maybe skin issues, um, runny nose, infections, a lot, pressed throat, ear and um, nose um, things like that, then that would be a sign you're maybe... Uh, prone to issues with with cow's dairy but also with endometriosis it's one of those that I would say straight away cut out um you can choose to have more like cow and not cows goats or sheep um options and I do recommend those because they don't have a1 casing but they have a2 casing and you should be able to tolerate those and they'll also then allow you to get access to the fat soluble vitamins that are in dairy products naturally so like your vitamins a your vitamin d your vitamin e and your vitamin k so remember you don't get these unless they're um, added synthetically um, and fortified in plant milks but you do get these in animal products they're found naturally in them and they're fat soluble so they need a fat source in order to be digested and absorbed by the system and it's really important that you're getting these because again these actually have a role in supporting endometriosis and reducing inflammation like especially vitamin a and vitamin e vitamin e is really important so i wouldn't say remove dairy entirely but cow's dairy i would due to that a1 casein component which is found in cow's dairy goat and sheep is not found in it as much and it has a2 casein instead which doesn't trigger this inflammatory cascade or in this inflammatory um disaster that's kind of happening in the body so again like there's different uh, ways of getting with sheep milk and sheep yogurt particularly sheep yogurt's really easy to tolerate it's just like natural yogurt then there's goat's cheese feta cheese um and um oh yeah goat's uh, yogurt as well so you know, I'm, I know they're probably not like the nicest compared to say a nice normal yogurt, but they're still um, a great way of getting your nutrients in. So again, like adding them into a smoothie or something like that, if you wanted to um, 
reduce the taste, I guess. Um, so eliminating gluten. So there actually has been substantial studies out there on like on women with like in over 200 women. There's two studies, one with I think 203 women and another with 207 women. And it showed that now the first one didn't have a placebo or a control group. So that's not ideal. Um, but it did show in the women that when they cut out gluten that their pain reduced within a year and their symptoms reduced and uh, the other study again showed that and there was a control group and in comparison to the control group it was significant as well so that is really promising so um i know i'm never one for saying cutting out food groups and things like that but with in certain conditions and um with, with certain issues you may need to um so with endometriosis cutting out dairy and gluten may be really beneficial now you may find you're okay to tolerate one of those and you actually don't need to be as strict it depends on your severity i would say dairy is probably a no like cow's dairy but gluten may be tolerable um what i would say you need to do it under guidance I suggest because it's it's a bit of a minefield trying to figure it out so there's what's called like elimination diets and then you can do retesting to see how you you deal with it how your body copes with it and whether you're triggered so that could be something to try um so they're the two main things and then to kind of look at reducing in your life then trans fats okay so trans fats are just a really unhealthy um addition to diet so whether you've got endometriosis or endomyosis or not um, it they're they're they prove no health benefits um, they're not found naturally in foods apart from some animal foods but mainly they're added to biscuits cakes pastries fried food and processed foods to extend shelf life so these are not going to help um your condition so definitely uh, reading the back of labels and seeing if they've got what's called hydrogenated fats or partially hydrogenated fats that's stay away from them and this goes for everyone to be honest because um they raise bad cholesterol they lower good cholesterol and again they're going to trigger inflammation so they're a no-no so um unfortunately those type of foods would be something to really reduce in your life obviously you know if you really want to have a pastry or something now and again like it's not going to to kill you or anything but it, it just might, may not be um if you've got like an endo or endomyosis diagnosis it could be something that could really trigger you and uh, so it just depends on your level of severity um reducing red meat so again um this is probably more for like say processed meat so like processed red meats and poor quality meat and maybe meat that has um been fed antibiotics and particularly things like that so i think that's where like a lot of the research comes out and like the good thing with ireland is we have very good beef quality we, we um, have grass-fed beef and this is of benefit because uh, it doesn't have this they're not fed antibiotics and uh, we actually get good fats from the the fat the the grass that they're eating it's converted then into a good fat called clas and they're and um, they are quite nutritious but again your your quantities and consumption should be reduced so like I would, you know, you don't have to go full vegan like Aoife. That's what she did. And um, that episode I mentioned, she went fully vegan and that really worked for her. And it, it kind of aligned with her anyway. Whereas um, if you really find that difficult, reducing your consumption and switching to leaner proteins like chicken and turkey um, and then getting your other sources from fish as well. And then maybe having red meat once or twice uh, in, a, in a month um, or maybe once a week, you know, max. And then cutting out like processed meat. So like cured hams and things like that, they will be not very beneficial. And um, 
so that that's just something as well and then I just mentioned their fish so fish are a good source of protein particularly white fish and then oily fish so oily fish contain your omega-3 fats and they contain EPA and DHA and they actively reduce prostaglandins which cause pain so that's really helpful and they lower inflammation and and they'll just balance out hormones a little bit more so again another good one to add in um, as a protein source and uh, for lowering inflammation so yeah, that would be um, another good option to get starting on an anti-inflammatory diet. Of course, adding in more um, fruit and vegetables. So fruit vegetables contain vitamins and minerals that uh, lead to antioxidant benefits and anti-inflammatory benefits. They also contain fiber as well. And the role of fiber in hormones is so important because fiber helps to stimulate and move estrogen out of the body. So again, if we've got any sort of estrogen issues like endometriosis, we want to be moving estrogen out of the gut and out of the body. So vegetables support inflammation they support gut health and they support and um, they have a highly uh, antioxidant and uh, component to them as well so you know trying to get up there to five seven a day and that's probably why plant-based diets and um vegan diets work and you don't need to be cut out meat in order to eat more plant-based so you can have five to seven portions of veg and fruit in a day and go up to 10 if you can and still have some meat or fish and eggs in there as well um then adding legumes and pulses so these this can be a tricky one because if you've say struggle with ibs which can go hand in hand with endo um or you've got digestive issues these can be difficult to digest so and this again may need some support you may need to work on your gut issues first before adding these plant foods into your diet but legumes and pulses are beneficial if you can tolerate them and they just can be difficult to digest in certain in for certain people um lowering alcohol okay so again not saying you can ever drink um but again alcohol what it does it kind of um impacts estrogen it helps it contributes to higher estrogen levels in the body because when the liver's job is to get rid of estrogen but it's also its job to get rid of toxins so if there's toxins in the body alcohol is a toxin unfortunately and that's the reality and but alcohol will be prioritized over estrogen so it'll get rid of the alcohol but what happens then there's a buildup of estrogen in the system so the more alcohol you're you're drinking the more estrogen that is building up in your own system causing more growth of lesions and and pain etc so again like having alcohol in moderation is absolutely fine or going on breaks of alcohol whatever suits your lifestyle best I definitely wouldn't be one for saying cut it out uh, if you don't want to uh, if you do great but if you don't don't I you know um you know I think alcohol is I really enjoy drinking alcohol myself as part of my lifestyle and it'll be something I wouldn't want to cut out but again it just kind of depends on your situation what is your your values and your goals what aligns with you right now um Maybe you just need to cut it out for a while or just reduce it, whatever fits into your life best. But that's just the reasoning behind why I'm not just saying cut out alcohol, like there's just a reason behind it. And again, that goes for any kind of period issue. If you're someone who struggles with a lot of period pain, again, if you have a lot of alcohol in your life, it can really result in that because estrogen is what causes period pain too, or can be a contributor to a lot of period pain or heavy periods. Um, again, like I kind of mentioned this, but maintain healthy gut bacteria. So fiber, fruit, vegetables, removing trigger foods, like maybe gluten, dairy, probiotics could be added in as well. And maybe you need to go on a probiotic supplement. Um, and again, gently adding in some probiotic foods. Um, and then this is an easy one, but really helpful. Adding more herbs and spices into your diet. So, so simple, but 
they have such a potent role like the more we add in particularly like the likes of ginger turmeric and cinnamon turmeric is actually given as a supplement to women with pcos not pcos sorry endometriosis um, and has been shown to be really helpful and similar with endomyosis um because of the active component curcumin that's what's actually active in turmeric and this has really powerful anti-inflammatory properties and um, it does need to be taken like in supplement form if you really want to get the extra benefits um like 300 milligrams roughly but adding it like if you're adding that into your cooking like you know curries eggs things like that i always recommend adding ginger into your water first thing in the morning uh, to get the anti-inflammatory benefits and again what what ginger does it's pro pro circulatory so what that means it increases blood flow to your organs it increases blood flow to say the uterus so it's allowing more flow so your blood isn't getting kind of stuck and when it gets stuck it's clotty and painful we want it to be flowing more easily so again that's what ginger can do uh, cinnamon as well is really great for anti-inflammatory benefits as well so just finding ways to add them into like your your oats or your um your eggs or your stir fries your curries and um, things like that and it's easy enough to do and then all other different herbs and spices as well are so so beneficial then um, we'll just t- chat a little bit about supplements. Um, again, I would prefer, I'm just going to mention the list. I'm not going to recommend dosage and with, like everyone won't need to take all of them. And, you know, I, again, I would say with supplements, they are more individualized and personalized. So number one is zinc um, is zinc is anti-inflammatory and it lowers um, intestinal permeability. So it keeps that gut integrity strong, stopping um, bacterial toxins and other things getting inside and out that shouldn't, which triggers your immune system. So really, really good for that. Um, NAC is N-acetylcysteine and basically it's an amino acid. And there has been some promising studies on this to reduce inflammation basically because what it does it is the precursor or the generator of our main antioxidant called luthiothionine found in the liver so it helps that luthiothionine really be strong and make more of it so that we can get rid of free radicals that cause uh, issues and wreak havoc in the body and lead to inflammation as well so um it's an immune regulator too so really really good it can also help reduce anxiety as well so it has that added benefit um magnesium is a muscle relaxant it also helps estrogen detoxification it being a muscle relaxant maybe can reduce the the spasms that can occur and the pain that can occur in the um endo so that can be beneficial as well essential fats so like your omega-3s in a capsule form or a drink to get that extra potency to really reduce inflammation uh, then vitamins vitamin a c and e particularly powerful antioxidants vitamin e is a really powerful one um for kind of making progesterone like effects so that anti-inflammatory effect powerful antioxidant and so are vitamin a and c so again a wide varied diet is going to contribute to this but you need may need that extra bit of support um at times when you have um endo or endomyosis so uh in terms of lifestyle then there's different ways to support yourself but i really encourage like people just kind of taking time out for yourself is a huge important one and may seem like an obvious one but like it's it's extremely mentally and physically draining to feel like that all the time um, and especially when there's flare-ups and that so um minding your mental health is huge and there has been some research and um you know um research on sorry on acupuncture acupuncture can be very uh, therapeutic and beneficial and whether or not you're getting 
direct effects from it or impact even just taking that hour out of your day to do something for yourself is a self-care moment it's you take it's you saying I deserve this I want to look after myself I want to prioritize my health right now even that alone can be beneficial but there is other reason it can help uh, reduce blockages and um, you know it, it gets those trigger points in in the body so uh, I hugely, hugely recommend alternative therapies alongside your medical alongside your nutrition and alongside your um, supplements and again Chinese medicine like you know herbs can be hugely powerful as well and it's something I, I have a big interest in and um, you know I can't recommend them because I don't have a um, any studies of it behind me just my own readings but I would always refer someone to a herbalist if I felt they needed it so um you know there is a few different herbalists that I would be able to recommend for you if you wanted to do that and um, there's some really really good ones and that could be super helpful on top of everything else that you're doing again things like meditation and yoga again like these help your nervous system they're lowering stress hormones they're taking time out for yourself they all have a you know again with any sort of condition it's not one thing alone, like our whole system works together. If we're not looking after our mental health, our physical health also suffers. So I do really encourage that those areas to be looked at as well um, as part of your, your management of this and to reduce the severity and prevent it from getting worse. It's not completely curable like PCOS, not curable either, but they're preventable and they can be managed to have a better quality of life, a normal quality of life and to be like Aoife who um, came on the podcast, who has a really good quality of life now so um yeah I think that's very that's pretty much it on this week's episode I really hope you found this helpful uh, if you did I really appreciate you uh leaving a review on iTunes and um, sharing this episode with other people you think may benefit it could help um but any questions as, as always my dms and email are always open and I'll happily get back to you as well but thank you so much for listening and I'll be back next week with another episode Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and took something from this week's topic. Just a reminder that my free Know Your Flow Masterclass as well as PCOS Made Simple Masterclass are now available on demand. You can get access through the show notes. My PCOS community is currently taking a new member. So if you think it sounds like the right move for you, then head over and join in. It's also really helpful for anyone who has hormonal imbalances, such as PMS, irregular periods, painful periods, thyroid issues as well. So we'd love to see you there. I'll have all the information linked in the show notes below. Thank you so much again for tuning in. And if you have any questions or suggestions for future topics or guests and feel free to pop me a dm on mj nutrition chat to you soon